Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, let me ask you a question here. Why do we get insurance? Oftentimes, it's because we have to. We have a car. Most states require insurance. Or if you have a mortgage on your house, you have to get insurance. But what about insurance that you don't have to get? One of the most common discussion points I hear about long-term care planning is what is the amount of money you need to just self-insure? which is kind of an oxymoron. There is no self-insuring. You're you're self-funding. But how much money do I need to avoid buying long-term care insurance? And in fact, I get this question on a regular basis. I just got this question. I was talking to a, a, um, a listener last week. And it's not just individuals who view long-term care planning this way. Many, if not most, or the vast majority of financial advisors, CPAs, even attorneys also look at it you know, this way as well. They're looking at it as if I have enough money, I don't need to worry about long-term care planning. And the easy way to tell if your advisor looks at it that way is just to ask him or her, you know, what long-term care insurance plan do they personally have? In fact, ask anybody who is trying to sell you something, whether it's a, a mutual fund or a stock investment or insurance or an annuity what kind of car do they drive if they're trying to sell you a car? I mean, find out where they really stand. That's always a good question. And I'm a firm believer in that. I always show people, hey, this is what I have. I have the lifetime benefits. This is the company. Here's my policy. I'm glad to show it. So the problem with breaking down this question is, is, is to how much money do I need is it just dumbs down an extended care situation to a simple bullet point. If you have enough money, you don't need to worry about it. And personally, I kind of wish it was that simple, but honestly, it's not. It's not simply about money. Long-term care situations involve a litany of issues and require ongoing, complex problem solving. And you need to remember, it's in the name. It's long-term care. It's not short-term care. It's long-term care. Extended health care. Not short health care needs. Extended health care needs. So you need care now what, right? I'm in a long-term care situation. Who's the best person to provide that care? Where's the best place to receive that care? How do I find qualified people to provide that care for me? Who's going to manage that ongoing care? What happens if my condition changes and I require a more advanced level of care? Is the person providing that care charging me too much? Is that person providing that care, providing the care that my doctor actually wants me to receive? How do I pay for that care? Am I still managing my finances? Most people that are actually in long-term care situations aren't still managing their finances. That's just the reality of it. Somebody else is having to do that. What happens when you have an acute situation on top of your long-term care needs? What does Medicare pay for? I mean, this is my grandma's situation. She's in the assisted living facility. Then she has to go to the hospital for an event. Well, how does that work? Who, who, who understands the coding for what Medicare is actually supposed to pay and what your long-term care insurance can pay for? And why, you know, do you want your long-term care insurance to pay something that Medicare is actually the first payer? Of course not. You, you want Medicare to pay what they're supposed to pay. So you've got to manage all of that. And if I hire somebody to provide care for me, does that make me an employer? Well, the short answer is yes. And so now you got a whole other litany of problems. How are you going to handle the, the taxes? Who's going to handle the employment issues? All the forms that have to be paid, uh, the liability, you name it, right? So there's just so long-term care situations aren't just simply about having money in the bank or having assets. There's a whole lot of things that could go on. And I could go on and on on this. Uh, and if you talk to anybody or if you're one of those people out there who have been through a long-term care situation with a family member, 
you know what I'm talking about. It goes on and on, and you know that there's all kinds of things and all kinds of problems. I have a friend right now who just flew out to see his 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 dad is in a nursing home, and his his uh, mother-in-law, so to speak, it's his dad's second wife, is at home with dementia, and nobody's there to pay bills. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody un- understands anything. So there's just a whole lot of issues that happen outside of just the need for care. So assuming that it's just simply about money, in the sense that if I have this magical amount of money, the problem is solved, it's just really an uneducated way at looking at extended care situations. And I'll tell you, that's why we have this podcast. It's to help educate you on one of the biggest risks that we all face heading into retirement, and that's you know the, an extended care situation. So when someone asks me how much money they need to self-insure, what they are really saying is they don't want to spend the money at all on long-term care insurance. They don't see the value proposition in having long-term care. This is often the same for life insurance, health insurance, especially for the younger people. Younger people don't need health insurance, right? So there's just no need to get any of it if you don't see the value in it. And that's the problem, right? These people, when they're saying, well, how much money do I need? They're just saying, I just don't see the value proposition in having long-term care insurance. Now, we've been conditioned to believe that some insurance is more important than others. In fact, this is exactly what's happened to the health insurance since Obamacare was forced through. We had this long, ongoing campaign that everybody had to get health insurance. The reality was that would never happen. It just wasn't a fact. Most of the young people weren't going to do it. So what did they do? The government forced us to buy us. They put a law into that. Now, we can get out of that. We used to get penalized if you didn't have it. That was the original rule of Obamacare. But the whole idea was they had to force people to get health insurance to try to get everybody to buy it because they were trying to condition us that health insurance is long or is is medical care and so we now have people that just believe that we see it in the media that the health and care that health care and health insurance is one in the same and if you don't have health insurance you don't have health care and i'm just going to tell you right now it's ludicrous it's ridiculous all at the same time i've been going to a private pay doctor for years that i go and get my blood drawn every quarter i pay for that out of my pocket health insurance has nothing to do with it I've been going to a massage therapist. My wife and I met through our massage therapist, been going to the same massage therapist for 20 years because it made me feel better. It just really enhanced my quality of life. I paid for that. Insurance didn't pay for it. So saying that if you don't have health insurance, you don't have health care is just, it's just ridiculous. Now, one of the major side effects of this too are that people are just unwilling to pay for anything out of their pocket now for health care. Um, you know, they're going to let the insurance company dictate what services they get. And now the doctors are starting to go that route too. I remember I had a prescription and a lot of the ladies know this. If you, if you're like on, on something like birth control and the doctor says, well, here's 90 day subscription for birth control. And you go down to the pharmacy and they say, well, your insurance will only pay for 30 days at a time. It's right. that insurance company is dictating that. So that's just one of the biggest side effects of that. But let's get back to long-term care insurance here for a second. When it comes to planning for an extended care situation, you know, it's been ingrained in a lot of people that it's simply about money. If you have enough money, you don't need to worry about it. Like, well, I got long-term care insurance. Well, why'd you do that, Brian? I thought you had plenty of money. It's like, well, that's, you know, that's what the conversation tends to be. It's kind of like reverse mortgages. Well, why would you do that? So I was speaking to a group of financial advisors a few years ago, and this was a group of advisors that worked with clients at higher ranges, like, you know, $5 million to $500 million in assets. They did have a few advisors that were helping the young up-and-comers, like high-income earners, like young doctors and stuff that maybe had less than a million, but they were going to be at a million pretty quickly, right? So they were just a kind of a very boutique high-end in firm, and I had been invited there to the office to teach these advisors and educate them about these new asset-based plans that pay you back if you never use them. And the advisor that invited me thought that his other advisors would really be interested in referring their clients to me uh, once they heard about these new plans. And I'm going to be honest, I knew otherwise. I, I, you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time, but I agreed to show up and I was like, well, it can't hurt. I mean, I'll certainly go in there, but I'm not expecting my phone to blow up with all these advisors being, oh, I've got all these clients that want to talk to you. And let me just kind of share with you what I did at the presentation. I started with asking a few questions. Number one, I said, how many of you in this room have life insurance? And this is a question aimed at the advisors, not at their clients. So I said, how many of you have life insurance? And almost everybody raised their hand. So I'm looking at them saying, okay, that's, that's interesting. Most of them have life insurance. Next, I said, how many of you have long-term care insurance? And there was just one advisor that raised his hand, and that was the advisor that had invited me to, to speak to this group of advisors. 
then when I, I, you know, confirmed that these advisors wouldn't be, you know, or I should say this is when I saw that, this is what confirmed to me that these advisors aren't going to be referring their clients to me about long-term care insurance because none of them had long-term care insurance. So they didn't really, really see the value proposition in it. So next, my, my uh, final questions were aimed at the clients for the advisors. And I said, how many of you have clients that have homes that are paid for, you know, basically mortgage-free? They all raised their hands. Every single one of them had a client that, had a, that owned a home that was mortgage-free. Then I said, how many of you have recommended to your clients that they drop their homeowner's insurance and just self-insure their home? No hands popped up, not one. Now, the advisor who invited me was, was kind of smirking at me and nodding his head a little bit. He knew where I was going with this. And so I carried on. And then I said, well, why not? How come you haven't recommended to your clients that they just cancel their homeowner's insurance? And they just all kind of looked at me with a blank look like I was stupid. And then finally, one of the advisors just kind of shouted out and said, well, as fiduciaries, we can't. You know, we'll get sued. We, we just can't do that. And I said, okay, good answer. He was right. If an advisor tells his client to cancel his homeowner's insurance because they have enough money to pay for rebuilding their house and then the house burns down, there's going to be some very unhappy clients. So I stood there for a moment and I paused and then I asked, what do you think is more expensive, the average cost of a house fire or the average cost of long-term care situation? They all looked at me and before they could answer, I said, it's not even close. The average cost of a house fire is less than $40,000 in this country. Then I shared some statistics with them. About 70% chance that you will end up in long-term care after age 65. If you have married clients, it's a 92% chance that at least one of them out of the household will end up in a long-term care situation before they pass away. Odds that your house burns down in any given year, insignificant in comparison. In fact, it's 99.97% chance that your house won't burn down this year. And over a lifetime, it's less than one in 10 chance that you're going to have a house fire, not the whole thing burning down, but just a house fire. So why do we have homeowner's insurance if our house is paid for and we can afford to self-insurance? Huh? For the same reason we get any insurance, the guarantees, the efficiencies, and the fact that that money comes back to us tax-free. Now, I need to sneak in a quick break here, but stick around. When I return, I will go into more detail as to why we get insurance and what you want to know with long-term care insurance. Even if you have enough money to self-insure, why a lot of people want this. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. 
If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and we're back. And um, first off, yeah, we've got a class. Um, if, if you're listening live, this is Saturday the 17th, KOA Radio, and you're out in uh, Denver, Colorado, that front range of Colorado, and you hear us in the morning, you still have a chance to uh, jump on a webinar this morning. It's at 9 o'clock. But our next class is going to be Thursday the 22nd for the rest of you and those of you listening on the podcast. Thursday the 22nd, that's an afternoon webinar. And again, it's live. You can get that information at 525 longtermcare.com. And while you're there, go ahead and sign up and subscribe to our podcast and you'll get notified when that uh, podcast is released. So why do we get insurance, especially if we have enough money, long-term care insurance? Well, there's three reasons. G-E-T, get. Guarantees, efficiency, and tax-free. So let's discuss this and start with guarantees. At its core, a guarantee by definition is a formal promise or assurance that certain conditions will be fulfilled. It's usually a written contract. That's what a guarantee is. It's not a maybe. It's a sure thing. My house burns down. I get paid a particular amount of you know, money to fix it based on what my insurance says. My car is stolen. I get money to replace it. If I die, my life insurance pays out a defined benefit to my beneficiaries. Okay, not maybe, not guessing. It's, it's guaranteed. With long-term care insurance, I get a specific amount of money to pay for care for a specific amount of time. It might be a lifetime benefit. It might be four years of benefit. It might be $5,000 a month. It might be $10,000 a month. But whatever it is, it's a guaranteed amount that I set up. That's the long-term care benefit. The thing about insurance is it's immediate and it's predictable. We are not dependent on current market conditions or how much taxes we are going to have to pay. Again, it's a guarantee. You know, we don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm sorry, Bob, your house burned down, but uh, stock market's down 30%, so we're only going to be able to give you 70% of your uh, benefits uh, right now. It doesn't work that way. A guarantee is a guarantee. Now, there are multiple problems with self-insuring at its core. It's hard to guarantee a predictable outcome as there are just too many variables. And this is what people forget about when they're saying, well, I I think I have enough money to self-insure. Well, let's talk about timing. Well, when are you going to need it? Do you know when your house is going to burn down? Do you know when you're going to end up in long-term care? If you did, it would make things a lot easier for all of us. But we don't know that. Timing is a big problem. These events are catastrophic and they're unpredictable. The second problem you got to think about is market conditions. What happens when you turn end up in a long-term care situation? What happens if you're self-insuring your house and your house burns down and the stock market happens to be down 50%? Do you still have enough assets to rebuild it, right? So you've got to consider those market conditions. And then also taxes. People always overlook this. Taxes. How much are you going to have to pay? Because remember, income pays for care, not assets. you got to convert those assets to income. So having an insurance plan provides you with guarantees, the predictable source of income to pay for an untimely debt or obligation. It's a guarantee that you won't find through anything else or through any of your other investments. You can hope those investments work out. You can hope the money stays there. But guess what? Outside of cash in the bank or, or, or cash in the mattress or in your safety deposit box, you know that's a guarantee that you have that specific amount of money. But you can't always look out into the future and say, this is where I'm going to be when I'm in long-term care, and this is how much money I'm going to have. So let's talk about the next thing. Um, outside of guarantees, it provides us a peace of mind. But now let's talk about efficiency. So again, we're going get, G-E-T, guarantees, and second one's efficiency. When the advisor said, as a fiduciary, I can't tell my clients to drop their homeowner's insurance, I'll get sued. Even if its clients had more than enough money to rebuild his home, and it gets totally destroyed, right? Bill Gates would be like pull, you and me pulling a nickel out of our, our front pocket to rebuild our house. So what was he really talking about? I will get sued. Well, the, the reason why is it's efficient. 
right? If you're a fiduciary, you're trying to do things in the best interest of your clients. And so this is what I always argue. That's what they stand on. And they, they stand on their soapbox and say, I can never tell you to cancel your homeowner's insurance, even though we just went through the statistics. Long-term care is going to be way more expensive, and it's going to be much more probable than your house catching on fire. But the reasons why they're talking about that is because efficiency, right? Insurance is the most efficient way to pay for a house fire. It's the most efficient way to pay for a long-term care event. And this is what frustrates me when we make these assumptions that rich people don't care or they don't need to worry about the most efficient way to pay for something. Like I said, it's like, hey, uh, guess what? You, congratulations, you've got $2 million. You no longer get to shop at Costco. You've got to buy everything at 7-Eleven. Well, you know how much a single roll of toilet paper costs at 7-Eleven? I'm just looking that up. $5.49. Now, this is the Angel Soft. This is the good stuff. It's individually wrapped. But we're talking $5.49 for one roll of toilet paper. You go to Costco, you can buy 30 rolls of toilet paper for $24. So you're talking $5.49 at 7-Eleven versus 80 cents at Costco, Right. Do you think people that have a lot of money are just going to be like, ah, it doesn't matter. I'll just pay the five forty nine for seven eleven. There might be a few. There might be a few, but I, I don't think so. I mean, the vast majority go to Costco. These aren't, you know, poor people walking in there shopping at Costco. A lot of these people have money. They're looking at the efficiency. They're looking at the value proposition. So just because you have a bunch of money doesn't mean you don't want the most efficient way to pay for something. In fact, it's in your best interest to protect your assets and to spend money in a more efficient way and let that money grow. That's what protects your wealth. That's what allows you to build wealth. And advisors know this, and that's what they're talking about when they say, hey, I'm a fiduciary. You can't cancel your homeowner's insurance because if it does happen, the insurance is still the most efficient way to pay for it. And if you think about the toilet paper example for Costco, what's the difference? Well, to get that 80 cents a roll, you have to go in and buy 24 of them up front, right? Insurance is kind of the same way. We are essentially buying protection up front, which allows us to pay pennies instead of dollars, right? So that's what we do when we buy long-term care insurance. We trade pennies in today for future dollars. It's what we do when we buy homeowner's insurance. We're paying that annual premium. But if our house burns down, guess what? That's pennies compared to the dollars it's going to cost to rebuild that house. So guarantees and efficiency are two of the reasons we get long-term care insurance. And the third reason I want to talk about is taxes. Insurance is tax-free. May not sound like a big deal at first, but it's really important, it's, you know, especially in an extended care situation for those people that have assets and they have income coming in. So let's dig into this. It doesn't matter if I'm self-insuring my home or I'm self-insuring a long-term care event. Assets don't pay for that care. It, it doesn't pay for that rebuilding of the house. Okay? Income pays for that. So I have to convert those assets to income to stroke that check to the contractor or to stroke that check to the caregiver, right? I mean that you've got to convert those assets to income and guess what you're going to do? You're going to pay taxes along the way. So the financial advisors often overlook this part with our clients. And they'll look at their total investment portfolio and think about this. They're not working with clients on the best place to stash your cash. Like, well, keep some in your coffee can, put some in your safety deposit box, keep some in a savings account. No, they're, they're talking about investment, mostly stocks and bonds and real estate investments, things like that. So the advisors are working with people who have assets. Those assets then have to be converted to income. And guess what? You're going to pay taxes. It's capital gains tax if you're just selling your Microsoft stock that you bought when you, you know, you got your first job, right? It's income tax if you're using retirement account or IRAs. It's capital gains tax if you're selling real estate that you've owned for more than 12 months. And guess what? You're also going to throw on the fees and the commissions on top of that, especially when it comes to selling real estate, right? So there's a lot of hidden costs there. So when you set up a long-term care insurance plan, you have a dedicated source of income to pay for your care. As I describe it, it's a big bucket of cash, no taxes. It doesn't count as income. It doesn't push up your adjusted gross income. It doesn't push up your Medicare costs, which again is based on your annual income. It doesn't make you pay that extra 3.8% Affordable Care Act tax on investment income if you're a couple that makes more than $250,000 a year. So trust me, for wealthy people, especially wealthy people, self-insuring is the least efficient way to pay for a long-term care event, and taxes are a big deal. So again, most of my clients have plenty of money that have set up these asset-based plans. They want long-term care insurance because what it provides, guarantees, efficiency, 
tax-free money. That's why they get long-term care insurance. Now, it's time to meet a uh, pause so I can squeeze in a quick break here uh, for the radio stations to do a news break. But when I come back, I will introduce you to Richard and Leanne, our clients of the week, and show you how we used IRA money and got them some tax write-offs for the business by setting up a long-term care plan that pays them back. Okay, so they're going to get more than they put in. They're going to get some tax write-offs along the way, and we're going to use IRA money to fund it. So this is a good one. So freshen up your coffee. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Uh, Again, I appreciate the interest. And, um, you know, again, we do have a class coming up next Thursday, the 22nd. It's going to be our last one for June. I mean, I can't believe it. We're going to be rolling into July. I always go down to uh, Creed, Colorado for July 4th. And so I always think I'm going to go out there and spend like a couple weeks. And, you know, every year it sneaks up on me and it's hard press. And we got, you know, our daughter just graduated uh, from high school. So it's our second one that's headed off to college. And just a lot going on, but summer is here. We're right in the middle of it, so uh, looking forward to it. But if, uh, if you're new, we always do a client of the week, and again, this one, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to forewarn you that this client of the week is a doozy, and it has a lot of different aspects that we're going to talk about and discuss, like retirement account funding and deductions for business owners, and it's all wrapped up into one plan. So, Again, don't try to memorize this or take notes. It's not a test. I just want you to sit back and listen and enjoy the conversation and just realize that there's a lot of different ways that we can set up long-term care plans that are very beneficial to you and your estate and your family. And this week we have Richard, who is 62. Leanne is 63, so he married a... Uh, you know, a one-year-older bride, which is the same thing my mom did and my dad and I did. So um, very familiar there. The, you, you marry up. You marry smart. Um, so, again, 62, 63, they're both still working. They own their own business. They're planning on working, you know, quite a bit longer. They don't really have quite the time, but they're thinking probably at least another five years and maybe another eight years, maybe working to age 70. Then they're in the process of transitioning their business to their son and their daughter-in-law who currently work with them. They also have two grandkids, by the way. Um, they came to us looking for long-term care insurance because they saw the value in having a plan after watching Leanne's parents both use long-term care insurance. So she said, yeah, I totally get it. I totally see the advantage of it. And they had looked at traditional plans years ago, but just, just didn't like it. They didn't like the ongoing payments. They weren't convinced that was the right call. And they just said they, they kind of put it on the back burner. They thought they'd address it later. And then they heard about some of these new asset-based plans, and they came to a webinar. And this is how they ended up stumbling upon us, and we got into it with them. And it was just we designed a very unique plan for them. Now, their concerns, number one. They wanted a dedicated source of money to pay for the care. So they, they you know, flip that switch whenever we need it. We want to make sure that, that this situation is, is, is funded. They wanted to protect their assets and their business, and they did not want to be put in a situation where they might have to sell off assets, you know, where they couldn't do their business transition, um, you know, as they wanted to. So that was something that was very important to them. They had just the one son. They did not want him you know, or their daughter-in-law to be burdened with their care. They wanted them to raise their family and go on with their lives. They were concerned about the rising cost of care. I mean, this was something that really stuck in Leanne's mind. She goes, man, it just seems like the costs really just pile up really quickly when someone's in a care situation. It's like, yeah, they do. That's what people are really worried about, right? It's like if you're going through it right now, you know it gets expensive very quickly. So they were worried about that. And as business owners... They just kind of looked at things through a different lens, meaning they knew the economy could change very quickly, and it made them nervous thinking about, okay, you know, if our cash flow changes, our business model changes something really quickly, we might not be in a position just to readily pay for long-term care, and it could put a real dent in us, and we don't want to have to sell the business off or drain our assets. And so that was really their main concerns. 
Okay, so we start talking to them. What we find out about them, number one, we did the pre-screen. They're both very active and in good shape. So we had plenty of options for them. We really weren't limited. We could we could do just about any of the plans that we had available for them. They owned their home and planned on staying it for the foreseeable future for at least while they were working. They owned a second home that was out of state and close to Richard's family. So they went there and they were hoping to spend more time there maybe in retirement. Um, they did have cash savings. They had a small IRA account that was from a prior employer for Richard. They also had a 401k through work that they had set up. Um, some regular investments in stocks, of course. But let's talk about their business for a minute, because this was the vast majority of their wealth was tied up in this business. They were set up as a C corporation, and you know they basically owned all the stock between themselves and their son. Their goal was to transition the business to their son over time, and they've been working with their CPA on this to make plans, to make it the most efficient way for them to do so. And I will tell you right now, I'm not a CPA. I did not stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but I do have enough knowledge to understand kind of what the process is and what they were doing and where they were going on this. The key point for Richard was to minimize their taxes. That's what he had been doing. And in fact, he had been taking steps along the way. They had Roth um, IRAs already. They've been converting some of their 401k money, and they had set up a Roth 401k through their business. I have the same thing. So the contributions that I make go in after tax. I've already paid the tax money, but I can sit there and grow that. And I'm not subject to required minimum distributions in the future. And when I do pull that money out, including all the growth, it comes out tax-free. So that's something they had set up. So they were they were kind of on top of their game on this. They planned on selling their interest in the company to limit their taxes you know, to basically to capital gains versus income tax. Um, they planned on holding off to Social Security until age 70. And they also had a second-to-die cash value life insurance policy. They had to take that out when they started the business, but they've really been keeping it going and funding it, and they've got a tremendous amount of cash value in it now, which is always ding, ding, ding for me because we can 1035 exchange those policies. But this also provides them another cash-free source of, of income in retirement because they can borrow that money back out, and that's not income to them. So they had actually taken some very good, thoughtful steps to minimize their taxes in retirement, and this is something that Ed Slot talks about. A lot of people just don't think about it, right? They just grow their money tax-deferred, and then all of a sudden you're getting Social Security, you're faced with required minimum distributions, you got a small pension, and your income is as high as it was when you're working, and you don't have the deductions, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have kids, and so you end up being in your highest tax bracket. So this is something they were, you know, Richard and Leanne were just really thinking about, and they did a good job on this. So let's get back to their long-term care insurance plan here for a second. What did they want from their plan? Number one, guaranteed stream of income to pay for care. They don't want to have to worry about selling assets or trying to keep X amount of money set aside to pay for care. They just wanted to know they had a guaranteed stream of income to pay for that care. They wanted the most efficient way to pay for that care. And again, this is firsthand knowledge for Leanne watching her parents go through this, having long-term care insurance. She says, gosh, without that, it would have been a whole different game. They would have really burned down their assets. Um, they wanted that tax-free money to pay for care. Again, I don't want to have to sell an asset, pay taxes, right? So again, we're going back to GET, G-E-T, Guarantee Efficient Tax-Free. They also wanted catastrophic coverage, meaning they did not want to run out of long-term care insurance. So that's lifetime benefits. I've only got two companies left that offer lifetime benefits, one asset-based, by far our most popular plan. And then there's a traditional company out there that offers a lifetime pay-as-you-go plan. That's it. Those are the only two that were out there that have lifetime benefits now. They love the idea of getting money back to the estate if they didn't use it. Um, they did not want payments in retirement. So their thought was, we'll either just do a lump sum up front or we'll pay it over five years or you know seven years or something like that. But they just didn't want to carry payments into retirement. They wanted coverage if they move out of state. So if they do end up moving to their second home or that ends up being their new home or whatever it is, they just said, well, we're not sure how it's going to happen, play out. We just want to make sure we're covered. And again, you're covered in all 50 states. Some policies even cover you overseas to some degree. So, But all 50 states you're covered with just about all the carriers. Um, claim support so that the family doesn't have to deal with it. So Leanne had heard me talking about this. And again, this is a huge benefit, right? Who, who do you call? Who's on the other end of that line? What services can they provide you? They, can they help you find the care? Can they help answer your questions? Can they help manage your care? That's that claim support. And they wanted the most efficient way to pay for it. Okay, now let's dive into this because this is what I tell everybody. We're going to design a plan for you. That's one thing. But number two, 
what's the most efficient way to fund it? And it's not always what you might think is Captain Obvious. A lot of times we have to peel that onion back a little bit and figure that out. And that's exactly what we did for Richard and Leanne. So let's dig into this a little bit here. First off, we're going to use an asset-based plan, right? We have to. That's going to meet all their criteria. It pays them back if they don't use them. Now, remember, they looked at traditional plans in the past. They didn't like the ongoing payments or the fact that those payments were not guaranteed. So they could go up, in, 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 and they do. All the companies now have raised the rates on their existing clients, except for one fraternal organization that you and I can't even get into. So asset-based it was. Now, the hard part was, how do we fund their plan? Okay, so we're looking at a variety of things. As a C-corporation, you can deduct 100% of premiums for long-term care insurance. So I could have set up that lifetime benefit plan on a traditional plan form. I could have even done a 10-pay on that form, and they could have wrote, written off 100% of the premiums. Thing is, there's no money coming back to you if you don't use it, or if you put the rider on it, we'll give you some of that money back. It ends up being twice as expensive as an asset-based plan. So the traditional was off the table. But as a C-corporation, you can deduct 100% of the long-term care premiums. You are not subject to the IRS limits, which are by age. So like a 61 to 70-year-old person this year could deduct $4,770 if they're a business owner. C-corporation is not subject to those limitations. They can write off 100% of the long-term care insurance premiums, regardless of what they are, as long as they're considered reasonable, which is what the premium is. Um, Usually, when we look at long-term care plans... Traditional is 100% long-term care insurance. We can deduct all of that. Asset-based plans, part of that premium is going to a life insurance policy, which is coming back to us tax-free if we don't use it. Part of that premium is going to that ongoing long-term care benefit, the 7702 rider. So as a general rule, I tell people we're flipping a coin. It's usually about half and half. And if you add inflation riders, some stuff, sometimes the long-term care insurance portion can be a lot more. Like on my policy, my long-term care insurance portion is is about two-thirds of the price of the premium. But as a general rule, I just tell people at least half of it's going to be able to be written off usually for long-term care insurance. So when we are looking at this, we're sitting there saying, okay, if we're going to set up a plan, we want to get some deductions for the business, we could do that. And we could do like a five pay or we could do a 10 pay. And we could probably write off at least half the premiums that you pay to the insurance company. Okay. Now, Something else caught my eye when I was talking to him. We're sitting there looking at this as the business deduction. I said, okay, I'm looking at your assets, and I see your income. Tell me about this little IRA you have sitting over here, because I know you've got this Roth 401k through work. You're setting that up. I can see you've converted some of those, uh, your, your money already to Roth. What are you doing here with this IRA that's sitting there? And Richard said, well, that was just a 401k from a prior employer that I decided that I'm going to move over to a you know broth, and it's just been setting in a rainy day fund. He goes, I would like to convert that, or just in a regular IRA, he would like to convert it to Roth before he gets to age 73, so he doesn't have required minimum distributions on it. The thing is, you got to take that $343,000 out, you got to take it out over years, convert it, move it into a Roth, and you got to pay tax on it. So he's like, yeah, it's probably something we're, we're looking at doing, but right now it's just kind of setting there on the sidelines. So that was something that I thought right there. When he said he wanted to convert that to Roth, otherwise pay the taxes on it now, get rid of that before he was 73, so he wouldn't be subject to required minimum distributions, I said, bingo. Why don't we do that today? Why don't we start today? We can take that IRA money. We can move it into a long-term care plan. We can convert that otherwise pay the te- converted into a long-term care policy over 10 years, which allows us to spread the taxes out on that IRA money over 10 years. So we started looking at that and I said, and by the way, I can get you a deduction out of the business as well too. And this is where it just gets really, really interesting. And so let me explain how this works. Here's basically what we're going to do. That IRA that Richard had in his name we can set up a joint long-term care plan that will provide coverage for both him and Leanne. And we're just going to roll that entire IRA, $342,000, over to the insurance company. So we take it, we go deposit it with the insurance company. What do they do? They set up an IRA in the background. So it's not a withdrawal. What they're doing is they're taking that $342,000. It's like going from Charles Schwab and walking down the street and depositing your retirement account at Fidelity. That's not a taxable event, right? We're just rolling the money over. So we roll that $342,000 over to the insurance company. Here's what they get for it. They're each going to get $12,435 a month per person for life, 
for tax-free long-term care insurance. So it's a little over $149,000 per person. So if they're both on claim, I mean, they're pulling out pretty close to $300,000 a year tax-free for an unlimited amount of time. That's why we got it. That's the long-term care insurance benefit. But here's the other part of it. What if they don't use it? Well, $414,000 is paid back to the estate, and that's a guaranteed minimum death benefit. The way these accounts work is they're actually going to get paid back more money if they die in the first eight years of this contract. They're going to actually get paid more, and I'll talk about that in a second. But the bottom line is 342 goes in. They're guaranteed to get 414 back tax-free, but guess what? They have unlimited long-term care should they need it. So $149,000 per person uh, for as long as they need it. Now, again, let's go back to this for a second. We did not withdraw the IRA money. We simply rolled it over to the insurance company. What do they do? They set up an IRA in the background, and they make distributions into the long-term care plan over 10 years. So technically, it's like going out and buying a 10-pay long-term care insurance plan, but you just did it by rolling over a lump sum. You're done. You don't do any more paperwork. Everything else is just done on the books at the insurance company. Now, what the insurance company is going to do is they're going to pay an interest rate on that money, and it's a guaranteed rate. So what they, they're saying is that $342,000 is guaranteed to make 10 payments of $42,750 a year. So in other words, that $342,000 that they deposited that went out of that IRA is going to buy them $427,500 of insurance over 10 years. The insurance company is technically just saying, hey, we're just taking a distribution of $42,750, and we're paying a long-term care insurance premium with it. That's what they're doing. And so the IRS sees you pulling out $42,750. That's what they're going to see Richard and Leanne pulling out. They will count that as income. That's their taxable event. So that's going to remain the same every year for 10 years. Now, if they were older in their 70s, that would count towards required minimum distributions, but they're not. They're in their 60s, so they're just going to count this as income. RMDs, it doesn't matter. Now, out of that $42,750, guess what? $22,291 is considered pure long-term care insurance. Now, that's a deductible expense for the business. And this is where I tell you what, this is where people's eyes rolls up in their head. And I know a lot of advisors listen to this podcast as well, too. And I know a lot of advisors don't know this. Because the insurance company has taken that $42,000 and they just mark it as a distribution. So it's just like you going down to your Schwab retirement account and taking out $42,000 and going buying a boat. The IRS doesn't care what you do with it, right? You, you just took out $42,000. You got to claim it and pay tax on it. But what did they do? They bought insurance. Now, insurance is a deductible expense for the business, so the business can buy that $22,000 worth. So the business can literally write a check back to Richard for $22,291 every year for the next 10 years. That's a business expense. It's a non-taxable event for the business. And guess what? It's not a taxable event for Richard or Leanne. So each year, the business is going to write them a check. The IRA money is paying for the insurance, but it's just a distribution, right? It's just the, oh, by the way, they get a statement every year that breaks those things down that shows that they paid $22,000 of long-term care insurance. The rest went to the life insurance portion. That's deductible for the business. Whew. Okay, I've got to come up for air, take a quick break. I'm looking at my clock here, but stick around. When we come back, we're going to carry on a little bit more to try to explain how this works because I know there's a lot going on. So uh, just give me a quick minute. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. 
Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, if you were tuned in on that last segment, I just, boy, yeah, I've got to go hit the oxygen. I get so fired up on these client of the weeks. So I look down at my clock, and I'm like, eh, going a little bit long on that one. So my point is, what I want you to take away from this is if you are a business owner, you can deduct long-term care insurance premiums. So as corporations, partnerships, um, sole proprietors, uh, you can deduct based on an IRS tax schedule, and that's based on age. So, you know, 61 to 70 is 4770 this year, 51 to 60, 1790 per person, and those numbers change a little bit every year. If you're an LLC taxed as a C corporation or you're a C corporation like Richard and Leanne were for their business, you're not subject to those limitations. You can deduct 100% of the premium. So technically, you can even just do a single premium, like traditional policy, and just write 100% of that premium off in one year if, if the business had the money. So what we did here, in a sense, was kind of double dip. What we're doing is we're taking for Richard and Leanne the small $342,000 in their IRA. We're going to convert that over 10 years into this long-term care contract that's going to be guaranteed to pay them back more than they put into the plan. What I was telling you about is it's got a $414,000 death benefit, but the first year it's 716,000, the second year it's 700 or 676, the third year it's 636,000. The reason why cuz if they die in the first 8 years, the long-term care insurance policy has a death benefit that pays out, but guess what? They also get what's left in that IRA money. Remember that 342 that they rolled over? It just went into an IRA, kind of a savings account in the background at the insurance company. So these plans are just so beneficial because the other thing is that let's say that something bad happens to one of them in the next 10 years and one of them go on claim. Well, when the insurance company goes to pull that $42,000 out to pay the insurance premium on that 10 pay, well, the waiver premium is kicked in. So they will get that $42,000 paid back to them. It doesn't change their tax circumstances at all. The 42000 is just a withdrawal. But whether it goes to the insurance, whether it goes to a boat, whether it comes back to them, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's just taxed the same. So they literally could be getting $150,000 a year if one of them's on claim, and it's a joint waiver premium. So one person's on claim, it waives that premium. They would also get a check for $42,000 each year. So when you start doing the math on this, you start doing the numbers, and I just loved working with, with, with Richard and Leanne both because they got it. They, they, were, they were doing some very thoughtful things. So many people don't. They just contribute to their 401k. They stick their head in their sand, and then they're in shock and awe when they have to take RMDs and figure out that, oh, gosh, I'm paying more taxes now than I was when I was working because you got Social Security on top of that. Oh, yeah, you got your little pension. Oh, and you got some rental income, right? So it all adds up. So they were being very thoughtful. And so this is just really something that's very great. And just think what it did for them. I mean, they have got a guaranteed source of, of, of tax-free income right now to pay for care starting today. They don't have to wait until they're you know, in their 90s and their no-go years. I mean, they're covered right now. That's what I love about it. They're going to get more money back tax-free than they put into that plan. They're able to spread the taxes out on that IRA money over 10 years. They're able to get a deduction for the business. And since they're owners and they can control their money, Richard's like, well, this is brilliant because we can just pay ourselves less. 
less, which lowers our tax rate, and give ourselves that $22,000 at the end of each year. I'm like, that's exactly what you can do, right? So it just gives them the ultimate flexibility, and that's what I really liked about this plan. And, you know, again, show me a better way to pay for care. If you're a financial advisor and say, well, we could leave that $342,000 in their IRA and grow it tax deferred at, you know, 7% or 8% or 5%, whatever their magic number is, and then start pulling it out and they start, well, and if they don't use it, probably have more money. It's like, that's not what it's about. Insurance is, again, guaranteed, efficient, and tax-free. It's not going to be income to them when they pull that money out for, t- for long-term care now. It's not going to be income to their estate if that money just goes back to the estate because they didn't use long-term care. It's all tax-free, and that's the advantage of it. You cannot, I will just stand on my soapbox, you're not going to show me there's a better way to pay for care. And that same fiduciary that will argue with me is the same one that says, well, I can't tell my, my guys to, to cancel their homeowner's insurance. I'm like, why? Well, because, you know, if their house burns down, I mean, the insurance is the efficient way to do it. It's like, okay, so the only argument you can make to me on on self-insuring versus long-term care insurance is that you believe that your client's never going to end up in long-term care. And again, if you got a married couple, 92% chance one of them's going to use it. Individually, we have a 70% chance. I mean, the odds are stacked against us. And so it's not a matter of like whether this money is worth more when I die if I didn't use long-term care. It's the fact that how much is this worth if the probable thing happens. We end up in long-term care. Guess what? Now I've got all my other assets protected. I've got my business protected. I can go ahead and pass my business on to my family the way I wanted to in the most efficient way that my CPA is coming up with. Because guess what? I don't have to worry about trying to come up with an extra $150,000 a year to pay for long-term care. I've got it. I've got it guaranteed. And oh, if, if, if my wife needs it, she gets $150,000 a year too. So that's just fantastic. So this is the stuff we do here. Um, I know it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. But hey, you know, join us for a webinar. Next one is next Thursday. That's a Thursday afternoon. It's 3 o'clock kickoff West Coast time, so 4 o'clock mountain. And um, lots of information on our website. You can sign up for our podcast there. We always appreciate the interest. Let us know if you have any questions. We love building uh, these shows and answering your questions. So uh, everybody enjoy the rest of their week. I appreciate the interest. I'm going to go to work and put together another new show. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.